Welcome to the Boss Up Podcast, a short, no BS podcast for all entrepreneurs. I'm Lindsay Teague Moreno, your host, author of Getting Noticed, a book about how to grow your business through social media. You can find more information about me and how to grow your business further by visiting my home on the World Wide Web, lindsayteaguemoreno.com. If there's ever been a time in your career where you thought, what is it that that person has that is my competitor that I don't have? Why is it that people are going to them, using them, buying their product over buying mine when I feel like I have a superior product? If you've ever wondered what gives one salesperson a competitive advantage over another, today we're talking about competencies in entrepreneurship and what makes people successful, and this podcast is for you. Hey guys, welcome to the Boss Up Podcast. I'm so excited to be here today. I'm really excited to be back. I finally have my voice back. Last week, I completely lost my voice. Uh, I think from partly from screaming at football games. I went to an Arizona State football game and then the Cowboys Cardinals Monday night football game. Um, football is my absolute favorite thing in the entire world. So I lost my voice and then I came back and I started to get this really weird head cold. Old and I tried to record a podcast last week and it just was so annoying listening to me sniffle and sneeze and talk through my nose. So uh, I decided to put it off and redo it this week and hopefully I'll give you some really good content this week uh, that you can take and digest and use in your business. Before we move forward on talking about today's topic, I want to talk about today's wine. Today we are drinking a wine that I drank on an airplane not too long ago. It's called the Duckhorn Napa Valley Cabernet Sauvignon. It was the 2014 year that I had. I'm sure they're all great. This was such a good red wine. Um, It is a little bit more on the expensive side. It's going to run you about 60 bucks a bottle, but it might be worth it for a special occasion. It's really good wine. Uh, Goes down super easy, not super sweet, not super full of tannins. Uh, It's not going to bite you in the back of your neck. It's a really good wine. I think you guys will really like it. So give the Duckhorn Cabernet Sauvignon a try next time you want something that's a little bit on the higher end side. The ratings for this wine go between a 90 and a 95. So it's a really good one. Okay, so this week we're going to be talking about competencies that successful entrepreneurs should have. I'm going to start by explaining what a competency is. And then I'm going to explain what an entrepreneur is, and then we're going to break down one of these competencies even further so that we can kind of figure out, look, this is where I have an opening. This is where I can improve in my business based on what I know is going to make entrepreneurs successful. So the first thing I want to do is talk to you guys about what a competency is. If you've ever worked for a fortune 1000 company, there's a good chance that you've run into competencies before. When I worked for a very large company, it was all about the competencies. Understand your competencies. Let's get really good at these few things that were important to the company grow that. That way we have that competitive advantage over our competitors, right? So competency is actually something that you do, that you do better than your competition that is hard for them to replicate. So something that you naturally do, that you're just naturally good at, that you work at, that you continue to foster. And because you're so good at that, it gives you a competitive advantage in the marketplace. Okay. So, uh, you know, a lot of people will be like, you know, we're going to be super good at customer service. We're going to anticipate our customers needs, or we're going to be really good at X, Y, and Z, whatever it is. There are a few competencies that successful entrepreneurs seem to have in common. Before I get to those, I want to talk to you guys about the difference between an entrepreneur and a freelancer. 
Uh, I heard Seth Godin talk about this not too long ago and I loved it. It is something that I think a lot of people get mixed up. So an entrepreneur is somebody that starts a business and then has an end goal of scaling that business. So what they're doing today is not necessarily what they're doing in five years, 10 years down the road. They will eventually scale that business so that they can move to something different, right? A freelancer is someone that starts a business and is an integral part of the day-to-day business. So they are the photographer who doesn't have the desire to scale the business so that they're no longer the main photographer. Maybe they run a photography studio and they have three or four photographers working underneath them. That business is scaling to something bigger where they can reach a wider market, where they can meet the needs of more customers than they could as just a freelancer. Does that make sense? So entrepreneurs are someone who are thinking bigger long-term. It's not that freelancing is wrong. It's not. Freelancing is a great option for a lot of people, but I'm talking specifically to people who are starting a business now and have a plan to scale that so that the business continues and they don't have to be doing the day-to-day work. Does that make sense? Okay. So the four competencies that successful entrepreneurs have in common are number one, positive entrepreneurial characteristics. Try saying that five times fast. Positive entrepreneurial characteristics. Number two, uh, high interpersonal skills. Number three, high on the critical and creative thinking skills. And number four, practical skills. Today, I want to break down for you guys just the positive entrepreneurial characteristics. It's something when I read it, I was like, okay, this makes a ton of sense. And now I know how to break this down to know exactly what I need to be working on so that I can have this competitive advantage over my competitors, over the people that are in the same space as I am. These are the things that I'm going to be really good at, and then it will be hard for them to replicate that, right? So... The positive entrepreneurial characteristics actually break down into about seven different categories. And I love these. They are optimism, vision, initiative, uh, desire to lead, drive and persistence, risk tolerance, and resilience. Okay, so we're going to break each of these things down and we're going to talk about them. And then I'm going to ask you some questions that you may be able to answer in your head or maybe you want to write them down. And then afterwards, I want you to go out and really focus on a few of these things and see what you need to do in order to improve in this area and go out and make your business better. So the first one we're going to talk about is optimism. Are you optimistic about the business that you're building? In your mind, do you see yourself at the income level of X, whatever it is that you want this business to be for you? Do you see yourself at the job or the position that you really want to have within your business? What is it that you really want to do? A lot of us, when we start businesses, it's not because we want to do the grunt work, right? It's because we want to get to this place where we can manage other people, for example, or sit back and own a company and let someone else run it. Whatever it is that you want to do, do you see yourself there? Are you optimistic about the future of your business? If you are constantly berating yourself or never seeing yourself get there or getting down, it's never going to happen for me or constantly feeling like that's never going to happen to you, you may need to work on your optimism. Okay. Successful entrepreneurs have optimism in common. Number two is vision. Can you see where improvements can be made in your business? Can you look at the big picture of your business and say, this is a place where we need to work, right? Um, Are you learning as you go about how to make change? Can you quickly grasp big picture and explain it to others? 
Are you creating a compelling vision of the future and inspiring others to see that vision? If you are having a hard time seeing past what you are doing today, if you can't see down the future and see this is where my business is going and this is where it's going to lead me and explain that to other people, you may need to work on your vision abilities, the skill of being a visionary. Number three, initiative. As soon as a problem arises, are you instinctively problem solving based on the data that you have? Are you constantly looking for ways to improve projects that you're working on? Can you take initiative to help others do the same? Initiative is where when you are involved in a project, you step up to help solve that problem. You step up to take the lead. As soon as a problem comes up, you're there to come up with a solution. I sometimes feel like my entire job is solving problems, just one thing after another, after another. And if I wasn't good at taking initiative to solve problems, we might just continue to go round and round, right? If I can just say, look, here's what I would do, go out and do that. Or if I can just go ahead and execute uh, solving a problem right away, it will help me come to a solution for my problem faster than thinking about it, having to run it around other people, having to bounce that idea off of others. Instead, if I just take initiative and do it, there's a good chance that I could learn through the process if it doesn't work. But two, there's a good chance that it actually could work and then I don't have to involve other people in it. I just solve the problem and move on. Number four, you have a desire to lead. Do you enjoy being in charge and making decisions? Are you motivated to lead others? Are you invested in the success of the other people that you lead? One of the greatest parts of leadership for me is, yeah, I do like having control of things. That's part, it's part of my personality type. I'm a number eight on the Enneagram. I like to have control of what's going on. It's really hard for me to give that up. But one of the best parts for me is that I am invested in watching the people that also work with me succeed. So as I bring new people on my own staff, or as I work with new people, or as what I provide helps people be more successful, that fuels me to do more, be more, lead more, put myself out there more. Do you have the desire to get in front of people at the risk of them making fun of you or you failing or doing it publicly? Do you have the desire to do it anyway? Are you invested in taking the lead? And successful entrepreneurs don't have a problem leading others, okay? Number five, drive and persistent. Are you highly self-disciplined? Uh, are you prepared to work hard for a very long time to make your goals a reality? I think a lot of people walk into entrepreneurship um, and they think that it's going to be this nice, pretty package tied up with a nice bow and it's just going to go perfectly for them and it's going to be this really great time all the time. But the truth is there are going to be just so many bump after bump after bump after disappointment after crushing failure that uh, it eventually becomes hard to continue to move forward. Do you have the drive to do what you do so much that you are willing to endure the bumps and the setbacks along the way? Are you persistent enough to continue forward even when you get knocked down? Are you ready to get up again? Are you going to get knocked down six times and stand up seven? That is what drive and persistence are all about. Number six, risk tolerance. Uh, it was funny the other day, Michael and I were sitting down in Arizona. We went and talked to financial planners because we're finally like ready to actually be <laughs> smart, smart with our money. And so we're sitting down, we're talking to these financial planners who basically just dissect 
everything that you do, buy, spend any sense on, they know about it, right? They're just like creeps. They know everything <laughs> about everything that we do. Totally nice people, but they know everything. And uh, they were talking to us about the ways that we can invest money. We can put it here. We can put it here. Um, you know, the more risk, possibly the more reward, but also the better chance that you could actually lose it all. Right. And so they're asking us, you know, how do you guys feel about risk? And I said to them, well, I'm not risk averse. So this is not the right person to be asking <laughs> this question. And so I said, I'm going to defer to Michael on this because Michael's the money guy anyway. And to be honest, I don't know that my, <laughs> my risk tolerance would be good for our money. Right. Because I think I would just say, sure, put it in whatever is going to give us the highest return, which can be good for me. And it can be good for my business could be great for our money, but it could also lose it all very easily. So um, we're kind of like, he's like, well, look, I'm the opposite. He's the opposite of me on risk tolerance scale. And so we'll go somewhere in the middle. But risk tolerance is an important part of what makes entrepreneurs successful. So are you able to take risks on new projects and ideas? Are you willing to make a decision when facts are hazy or you don't have all of the details of what, about what's going on, if it's unclear? Can you put your neck on the line and have others follow a risky plan? Can you go forward and say, look, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. I think this is going to work for you and not know. Can you be prepared for the fallout from that risk? Are you weighing pros and the cons? How is your risk tolerance when it comes to your business? Um, anything that's too conservative is going to have a hard time growing, right? You can stifle that growth. Anything that's too risky could easily derail your business. Then you have to kind of go back and dip into your drive and persistence. And I often have to do that because I take risks that don't pan out. That's just part of it. It's also part of learning for me. Um, and so I'm okay with that. Do you have good risk tolerance? Finally, resilience. Do you look at failure as an education? Are you resilient so that you can continue moving forward when problems and issues arise? When growth isn't at the rate that's planned, can you continue to push forward? Do you take action even when you're afraid that you may fail? Are you resilient when someone says something terrible about you that may not be true? Are you ready to shut it all down and go lay in your bed and read a book? Or are you ready to pick yourself up and continue working? How resilient are you to the ebbs and flows of your daily business? Can you bounce back quickly from things that may have harmed your ego or hurt your feelings? Do you let those things fester? And all you do is think about those things. Uh, there's a lot of people that I work with, women especially, who, uh, you know, women can be nasty to each other and they say nasty things about each other and behind their backs and they let those things build, build, build this wall around them and then they have a hard time working. They cannot remove themselves or continue forward when they know someone's talking about them or someone doesn't like them. It's really hard for them to work. So I really would ask you to ask yourself, how resilient are you for your business? So those seven things make up a successful entrepreneur when it comes to positive entrepreneurial characteristics. And what I would love for you guys to do this week is to really think about those, pick one, maybe two, study them, work on them, find out ways that you can push yourself in those areas so that you can get better at them. Because the more they become second nature for you, the easier it's going to be for you to outdo your competition, right? The product may be the same, 
or similar, right? You may, if you're a photographer, you may have, you just take photos of families and somebody else down the road also takes photos of families. Or if you know, you're selling a good or a service, whatever your good and good or service is, I'm sure there's someone else that is also selling something similar. If you can become really good at these seven things, it will be easier for you to have a competitive advantage over those people because you will continue to be optimistic. You will continue to have vision for your business. You will continue to take initiative. You'll continue to have a desire to lead other people where other people may shrink back. Um, You'll have better drive and persistence. You will be more risk tolerant and you'll have resilience. Those seven things together can make you a very powerful person when it comes to business. So I really want you to look at them, go over and think about where you can improve and spend some time this week really diving into that. I hope you guys have an awesome week. It's been so awesome to be back with you guys. Talk to you later. Hey, entrepreneurs! Thank you so much for tuning into the Boss Up Podcast today. If you like what you heard, please check out the other episodes of the Boss Up Podcast. You can find them on both Apple and Android. If you really like what you heard, I would so appreciate a rating and review from you. Please let me know what you liked, what you want to hear more of. I would love to communicate that way with you. Thank you so much again for tuning in today. See you next week. Today's Boss Up Podcast is brought to you by all the things you said you'd never do before you actually had kids. Don't worry, my kids are sitting in their room full of the stuffed animals I said I'd never buy, playing the iPads I said I'd never let them use. Cheers!